Oh, 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 this is Past Master Moyer Calling Masonic Light Podcast. I was listening to episode 76 with Joey Doherty. Uh, Joe and Jack Harley, you two need to go out somewhere, way out, and go wherever it is that you want to go because, man, you're on a level way above me and everybody else that on the Masonic Light Podcast crew. I fell asleep. I didn't wake up until Jim Stevens' Lodge Business Brief, which was very interesting. And then the last 10 minutes wasn't too bad. Joe talked about his uh, committee of inquiry experience, which was pretty funny. And, and Jack got off at, I don't know what, high, high level, way to heck up there somewhere. And uh, Maris, you were very quiet. I completely understand because you were probably sleeping through most of the episode like I was. Anyway, uh, let's not go down that path again, guys. I'll be calling in soon. Bye. From the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Welcome to episode number 80. Episode 80. 80. Ooh. Episode 80. Uh, Is it really? Episode 80. Four score. And uh, Jack, you were dancing like like the chipmunk or the the groundhog from uh, I just Caddyshack. Love that music. Caddyshack yeah. I love that intro music. Except yeah. uh, you Nobody on camera. It. It's the only dance it was I my know. camera, so they just saw my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. So go ahead, Jack. Uh, you can drive. What do they say? Dance like nobody's watching, right? Yeah. We have a guest tonight, and he, and he was your find. Well, I, yeah, but we'll get to him. We'll, we'll talk about him. Our guest tonight is Mark Perlstein. Mark is... Say hello, Mark. Hello. There he is. That's Mark. Uh, Mark is the Senior Grand Warden of the Grand Lodge of Maryland, and... Mark is an old friend of mine. He was uh, a part of Amicable St. John's Lodge when I was master in 2009. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, he's, he's scratched and clawed his way up the Grand Line, and he's now Senior Grand Warden. And he's a very interesting guy, and they have some interesting things going on in Maryland right now, and we'll talk about some of that. Um, but first, I think we're going to do what we usually do. And go around the room and talk about what we've been doing or not doing uh, for the last couple of weeks. So uh, why don't we start with Larry? Larry, Aww, what you been up to? Why me? Because <laughs> yours will be the shortest. You set a nice low bar. I, I, we can I all... just asked Josh, had we did we do anything? <laughs> yeah, goose Josh and grid said, No. You, did you have breakfast? You, yeah. I know you had. Oh, breakfast. we had goose and gridiron. See, yeah, there you did yeah. something. Did you go to I, any tall cedars. I, things? I paid some dues to some organizations that there are Masonic that I belong to. There you right. go. I guess that counts. Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. Okay. So we'll go around the room. Tim, what have you been up to? Uh, two things of mention. Um, uh, the District 3 uh, had a picnic and barbecue cook-off 
last Saturday, this past Saturday, in Newville, Pennsylvania. We had about 75 brothers show up. Uh, Some brought their spouses and significant others. Um, Not not both. I even know where the lodge is in Newville. I've yeah, driven well, past. Actually, it actually wasn't at the lodge. It was oh. at, it was at their uh, one of their past masters' uh, farms. Cool. Um, which meant we could have fun, uh, <laughs> but in a friendly uh, sort of way. In a friendly sort of way. Uh, but that, and then most significantly, as secretary of my lodge, uh, trying to get everything lined up for another dues season that we're about to kick off dues season i like that all right you come back (laughs) from the break and it's dues season so mark as uh senior grand warden you've probably had nothing to do masonically the last few weeks right oh brother (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just so your listeners understand maryland is not an ascending line so even though you may be elected to a junior or senior grand warden, that does not mean you're going to go on to become a grand master. And I will announce this publicly. I have absolutely no interest to become the grand master. Oh, come on. Aren't you, plotting a, aren't you plotting a coup d'etat? Come on. No, no. no? I'm, I'm serious. All right. I just, He's I'm pulling a Lyndon Johnson. All right. But what did Lyndon Johnson say? If nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. There you go. You've got precedence. So what have you been up to? Well, the Grand Line has been kind of quiet uh, during the summertime, obviously. We're not doing raisings, per se, but we are doing cornerstone uh, layings and renewals, if you would, uh, reunifications, if uh for a couple of lodges that have done some major overhauls and uh, we rededicated the lodges with the Grand Line. We had the Grandmaster's Ball uh, two weekends ago that was sold out. All the monies that were raised were for the Masonic Museum, which is, from what I am told, and please do not take umbrage to this, but I... <laughs> Oh, that Maryland has one of the oldest oh, no. music- museums oh, in the United States. Oh, I knew I was going to get a problem no. with it. Oh, come on. All right. Do we have to go through this again? All right. We're going to argue about Maryland later, too, but that's a different okay, story. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I've been notified by the Grand Master that I'll be representing him at the installation of the Grand Lodge of West Virginia. Oh, so, nice. Um, Mike and I will be driving down to Charleston, West Virginia, cool. for their installation. <laughs> I so, have so many West Virginia jokes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to let them go. We're going to let them go. We might have a list. Is this in at a West Motel Virginia. Six? Or, uh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> so you you said something. You we'll said something the in there, on. Mark, uh, that the Grand Lines didn't have any raisings over the last few weeks. Yeah. Tell us more about that. A lot of times you have uh, lodges that have multiple candidates. And what we have the ability to do is do a short form and long form. But you have to be able to do that with the permission of the Grandmaster or have the Grand Line and Grandmaster present to be able to do it. So 
it allows you to be able to raise six men to sublime degree and master mace and start at 7.30 and get done by 11.30. So the grand line Everyone, is... The grand line is actually doing the work? Are they taking the chairs uh, and doing the work? Or are they just... For the, for the actual raising, yes. The short form, normally they'll take turns. Uh, who sits in the east and uh, who does the raising? <laughs> this is a lodge. Wow. wow. That's very cool. That's we're, cool. We're all wondering if... No, I'll ask. I'm already persona non grata. <laughs> <laughs> could our Grand Lodge officers do a degree anymore? I'm sure some yeah, of them. I'm sure they could. Yeah, I'm sure they could. Of course they could. I'm yes. sure they could. <laughs> I have I have the utmost faith and confidence in our Grand Lodge officers. Cards and letters to Studio 665. <laughs> no, no, Tension no, no. Pete Ruggieri. <laughs> Castle Dobermino. That's where they go. But this brings in a segue that, Jack, I know you wanted to talk about. And uh, that is with men that get an appointment in a line and progress through the various stations to hopefully eventually occupy the Oriental Chair in the East. And we've had some issues in Maryland. So, a, so we'll, we'll come back to that, Mark. Um, let, okay. Let's finish going around the table. That is, this, that is like the subject that I want to come back to, but let's, let's okay. finish going around the table. Pete, what have you been up to? Um, just doing some planning. I've got, um, we have a, uh, tall cedars picnic this coming Tuesday. So I've been trying to get ready for that. We do. Yeah, we do. Um, be at the Mount joy VFW. Um, it's going to be a sausage party. We're going <laughs> to, I mean that cause I'm making grilled sausages and peppers and onions. <laughs> I was like, is that a co-ed sausage party? No, it's a stag-only event. Stag event. Okay, got um, it. And we are a social body of Freemasonry, and you, we will be having uh, cedar sap present. Social bodies. All right. Yeah, so you, nice. we can have alcohol. So you're saying it's the 20th of August? It's whatever, the fourth Tuesday in August, whatever that is. Uh, that would be the 27th. Okay, so two weeks. Um, I guess I can the Tuesday thing, after this comes out. Yeah, so good thing I didn't buy the sausage yet. So that will be another Tall Cedars event that I miss. So just mm. saying. Um, let's see. And then I just booked um, for my AMD chapter where I'm Sovereign Master this year. I just booked Loxley's uh, for that meeting. So uh, <laughs> go ahead. That's it. All right. That's all I got. Awesome. Josh? Uh, I've been still planning the committees of inquiry that I've had to do. Um, they're, they're finally <laughs> scheduled and uh, everybody can make it. So uh, we'll be doing that this Friday. Nice. So, And you've got some news on the tail end of this to share. Well, that, we can oh, do yeah. that for upcoming. That's what I'm right. saying, exactly. on the tail end of uh, this. We'll exactly. talk about that when we go Ooh. to the end of the show. Yeah. What's oh, that's a teaser. That's uh, a teaser. Stay tuned Ooh. for news about Josh. So um, I have been um, gleefully uh, in a Masonic coma for the last... I don't know, three, four weeks. Although I did go to a Masonic uh, picnic. It was supposed to be a, um, a past master's picnic um, that was being hosted by Lodge 43. It was supposed to be all the past masters of uh, District 1. Um, it was a very nice time. It was at the Lancaster Liederkranz. The food was amazing. Um, the beer was um, lovely. Um, the people were great. And uh, a good time was had by most. Um but that's really uh, most of it. I, I, I am ramping up um, my 
Grotto uh, September meeting, and we're having uh, Casino Night at our Grotto meeting in September. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. So there'll be Bond. there'll be James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Um, and we'll be drinking uh, martinis, shaken, not stirred. So there you go. Are uh, all martinis shaken? Sorry. Uh, some are shakier than others. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, uh, I have coming up the Lodge in the Woods, which, Mark, you're going to be at. That's exciting. Yes. Always fun to throw things at you. And you. you will be recognized, by the way. We're not sure how yet, but you are going to be recognized. So don't even tell me you don't want to be, because it's going to happen. Just just relax. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and uh, and then I have also the the um, uh, pumpkin roll at Autumn Days. So that's coming up in September as well. That'll be the Saturday after Lodge in the Woods. So lots going on uh, coming up. Nothing Nothing that I've done recently. So I guess I won't talk at the end. Um, but uh, Larry's shaking his head. What's the matter, Larry? This pumpkin roll, I can see. Did you see the video? What could go I, wrong? I, what could go? You're right, Tim. What could go wrong? <laughs> it's awesome. At Masonic Village, rolling pumpkins down oh, the hill. Oh, it's going to be great. It's Thousands great. of people there. What could happen? What could go wrong? Uh, at a grotto event. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. near the extended care facility. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to bring somebody down from the hill and uh, paint them orange, but. Uh, so anyway, um, so that's it for what's, uh, what we've been doing. We're going to take a quick break, so uh, uh, stay with us, and we'll be back in just a second with uh, Mark Perlstein and his uh, comments about the, the Grand Lodge of Merland. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. So, uh, you're, you're still listening, so that's a good thing. And, uh, Mark, you're still here, right? Yes, sir. All right. Mark Perlstein is still here. Mark is, as we've said, the senior grand warden of the Grand Lodge of Maryland. And the reason Mark's here tonight is because I was down to uh, Maryland to visit a good friend of both of ours, Harvey uh, Davidoff, who um, sadly, uh, 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 what, a year and a half ago, had a, yeah, a terrible, terrible medical um shenanigans uh that really nearly wiped him out um but harvey's made a terrific comeback um he lo- i was down there a couple weeks ago he looked fantastic uh speaking well and and um and bothering the nurses so uh, god bless harvey and um and and his recovery but uh but he did mention mark that you were campaigning across the state on behalf of the grand master uh, about bringing new bodies into the East. 
Um, tell us a little bit about what that's what, what's going on there. What that what that push is all about. Okay, thank you. Uh, let me start with the actual task that the Grand Master gave me was not this. <laughs> I hate to throw you under the bus. Mine was wouldn't be the first time. Member retention. Okay, and I'll be glad to discuss that afterwards. The Grand Master has been concerned uh, if we were able to just negate non-payment of dues, we'd be in a plus situation and growing. But we're not. As it stands right now, in 2019, we have about 13,000 Masons in Maryland. We have 103 lodges. Of that, we have 35 net new worshipful masters, which means all the others are past masters serving. And that's scary because past masters make up the Grand Lodge. Without the past masters, you can't have a Grand Lodge. Right. So there's a couple of things that have gone on with this. And one of the things they're looking at is because Merlin does things a little bit differently than the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, our ritual is a little different in it's longer. There are lectures that are given, and there's catechisms that have to be learnt and memorized to give responses. With the lectures, uh, to become a worshipful master, you have to memorize 81,000 words over a eight-year time frame. 81,000 words. 81,000 words. That's starting out as a junior steward going through the line and then being elected junior warden, senior warden, and worshipful master. Wow. And we have to stand proficiency in the the giving of the three degrees and the senior warden cannot just walk in and become worshipful master they have to be able to confer all three degrees along with their line there's masonic law there is a leadership training that they have to go that's a weekend in the spring and a weekend in the fall and that's pure management because they become the CEOs of their lodge. So they have to come in with budgets. They have to come in with plans as to what they're going to do and how they're going to go about doing it. So the senior warden does that in, in his year before he becomes master? He, that he goes is through correct. That? Okay. Yeah. And our installations are in January, January 1st to January 31st. All lodges must install their line of officers for the following year. The past master's degree is done in December, and we do that collectively okay. uh, in various locations within the state. So as Ephrata does theirs at the installation, we do ours as a group of lodges. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that we've been looking at is what can we do to make it not necessarily easier but make it more effective for the lodge and be able to have newer brothers be able to take on the responsibility of becoming a worshipful master 
one of the things they're looking at is for them to be able to open and close a meeting in proper degrees, be able to confer the lecture, and that's it. The actual degree can be done by past masters. But the lodge would be certified to have past masters do the actual degree work every four years. And then they have to have a new group or the same group get recertified. Get recertified. Interesting. Okay. So we're not dumbing down the ritual, but what we are trying to do is make it a little bit easier for the ascent to the east because we all know what it's like eight years of going through the stations learning the floor work learning the ritual and getting comfortable and competent to be able to go on to your next station yeah i don't i don't know about uh maryland but i know in Africa we'd be really stoked if if it were an eight-year wait to get to the east right now uh i think in our lodge we are four at best hoping to get maybe to five because we've got a couple of good guys coming in um, yeah but in effort is defense uh you have something that most lodges and most jurisdictions do not have you've not had a past master have to come in and serve you've had a new worshipful master your entire history yeah, and we're 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 in fear of that right now. Uh, that's a huge uh, threat, and uh, we're 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 trying to address it. But uh, what what do you think? I mean, anybody else want to chip in here? I, it doesn't need to be just me and you're me doing and, so good, me and Mark. Shut up. Um, so what what do you think is the reason why it's so difficult? Other other than the the just the raw volume of ritual that you have to learn. Is there anything else in play here? Because the times have changed. We've all heard this before. You have family members. You have both the wife and the husband working. You have children. You've got responsibilities. You've got uh, things going on in the evening. And there's a lot of things pulling a man today that wasn't pulling men back in the 50s and 60s. Social media has had a tremendous impact. Uh, there are so many things that are pulling at a family fiber of trying to keep a family together. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do in the state is we've come up with a couple of programs. And I just want to mention them and kind of give you an idea of what's going on in Maryland to try to stimulate lay brothers to want to become more involved in the ritual, lay brothers are are we are we back at the Catholic Church now? Is, what is what lay brothers? I'm a, I'm a lay guy. To a Jewish Mason about this. <laughs> <laughs> oi! All right, what? All right, I'll, I'll go for the oi. <laughs> and you the know, I have rights to that, right? Oh, that's okay. The first thing the Grandmaster came out with was a master's ritual program and it was broken out into three types of recognition and entered apprentice ritualist a journeyman ritualist and a master ritualist Ooh. and an apprentice ritualist had to be proficient in the catechism 
of the first, second, and third degree. The journeyman ritualist needed to be proficient in the apprentice ritual along with the entered apprentice degree in its entirety and feldcraft degree in its entirety. And you know that the difference between our jurisdictions in the feldcraft degree, you don't have middle chamber where we, we don't. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wish we did, but we don't. The master ritualist is proficient as a journeyman ritualist with the master mason degree in its entirety, the memorial service, or the installation ceremony. Now, when you say in its entirety, in in your world, you have multiple parts during that, that ritual. Is correct. So he has to know yeah. all of the parts for the work. Uh, he needs to know all of it. Yeah. Wow. Basically, yeah. Mark, I mean, Mark. It's a big deal. It's not something you're going to learn in a year. Let's put it that oh, yeah. way. Larry's got a question for Yeah, him. Mark. I was wondering, you were, you were in contact with other states. Are other states uh, giving this process some thought? Because I know there are probably a lot of states that are a lot smaller than Maryland. And I'm wondering what they're doing. Have you talked to any other Grand Lodges? Yeah, I've been to Rhode Island, I've been to Massachusetts, uh, been to Delaware. All the jurisdictions are having common problems with membership retention and bringing in new men. Mark, I'm not going to kid you. I was in, I, I've told this story before on the show. I was in Germany a couple of, well, a month or so ago, and I went to a lodge over there, and it. I heard the same story. I, I heard the same violins playing. Uh, you know, guys don't come out. People aren't cutting in the chairs. Blah blah blah. It's, it it was exactly the same thing we're talking about here. So it's everywhere for so sure. We have to come up with certain things that are going to be worthwhile for a man to pay to be amazing their dues and want to come to lodge. Not everybody is going to want to be able to go through the chairs to become a worship master. But there are so many other things that they can do within the lodge to make it enjoyable for them and to contribute to the craft. So what they have come up with is a second program, and it's called the Zerubbabel Medal. And it's actually a medal. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you, you, if you know the uh, Knight degree from the Grand Lodge of Ireland, Zerubbabel is a big, important part part of it so is also in the york right quite frankly yeah something about a signet so this, mm -hmm. uh, you have certain things that are required and this is to be done the first year you are a mason you have to attend a minimum of eight lodge meetings of your own lodge you have to visit two other lodges now you can take your mentor with you or someone from your lodge, if you'd like. You have to assist with refreshments on a lodge committee or a lodge committee. Okay, so this is like our Master Pillar yep. Award. Yep. Or Master yep. Pillar Award, yeah. Okay. You have to attend at least one social function of your lodge. You have to participate in a large community event. You have to attend a meeting of one of the Masonic youth groups. Now, we have Demolay, Rainbow, and Job's Daughters. Right. Have a current information completed in the membership manager. That's our database. And we're finding out a lot of the other grand jurisdictions 
like what they've seen from Maryland, and they're getting involved in it. So I think there's like six jurisdictions that are now going to be on this database. The nice thing about this database is that if you're looking for a professional, you're going to be able to find it. It's a directory, if you would. Mm -hmm. um, you need to complete the fellow of the craft on the membership manager. That's one of our educational programs. And be a first signer on at least one petition, which is kind of a unique idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then we we have. have a this is this is for your this is for your lay members coming in right this that is, is correct okay yeah. we have we have a very similar program we it's in pennsylvania it's called the master builders award mm -hmm. um and it's it, it, it a lot of the a lot of the requirements are the same attending a masonic youth thing signing a petition going to an event things like that what what i, I want to kind of steer it back a little bit if we can to the to the idea of of getting in the line and going through the chairs um it, it it seems to me like we spend an awful lot of time talking about what's required of somebody who wants to get in the chairs and go through the line. I respectfully will disagree with you on that. We Okay. Tell me. I don't think we spend enough time talking to a man about what is the expectations and requirements to become a worshipful master. Really? Okay. You see, you go through the line... Uh, where you don't have a whole lot of memorization work, but you have floor work till you get to the senior deacon. The senior deacon station in Maryland is one that you actually have the middle chamber lecture that they have to do. It's the first major thing. You also have the grasshopper uh, in the third degree. Those are the two things. So you're starting to get into what's really going to be the requirements from a ritual standpoint, not from a floor standpoint, but from a ritual standpoint, okay. and the commitment to it. And I don't think we do an adequate job because we get people that go through all of the stations as appointed officers, and when they get to junior warden, start getting cold feet. Mm -hmm. You also have people that, because of job situations, move. That happens. I've seen in uh, in your lodge in Amicable St. John's, uh, it it knocked my socks off. They've they've had two guys go through the line where English is a second language. Yes, that that to me, this is hard enough. Like the, English is my language, and I'm trying to learn these words, and I it was amazing. But for those guys, for those guys to learn it in a foreign language, to me was just absolutely unimaginable. But what what an accomplishment that for those guys to to get that done. Could not agree with you more. And also that Masonic linguistics are not Queen's English. <laughs> not anymore, anyway. So I mean that that's a problem also. But to get back to getting men in line to want to become. A worship master really is at the very beginning of the process of when you're interviewing a man as to becoming a mason. Oh, you want what? to hit him? You want to hit him with it early, then? Yeah, really. We you really do. You really do because let's be frank about this. You have lodges that are degree machines. 
That's all they do is degree work. The problem is, once they do the degree, they don't see the people again. That's a problem. They become paying members. That's it. Well, the um, you know the joke I've said for years is you know the the biggest lie in Freemasonry is we we tell everybody it's it's only one night per month or you know it's a few hours per month, but we're really setting the expectation. You know, part of the growth. It was cool to become a master mason, but going through the chairs, becoming worshipful masters, where I think I got my development as a mason. And, and that's what I, where I was going earlier was I don't think we spend enough time talking about what we get from it. And and Josh is in the line right now. Josh, you're senior warden this this year. Yep. And and you can maybe talk a little bit about like from your experience. It's a huge growth opportunity. I mean, there's you're you're required now to do things that you never thought you'd have to do, right? Right. Yeah. So, go. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Josh and uh, Larry. You, you know, well, well, Mark. That well, there's two things here. Number one, my original <laughs> question was never really answered because Jack just came in and just took over the whole thing. Sorry, go to sleep. About Larry. other grand lodges contacting you about the moves and the progress that you're making to do this. Uh, in your conversations with the other Grand Lodges, are they thinking about doing the same, or are they changing some of the dynamics? They're starting to change some of the dynamics, some of them. Others are looking to take what we've done and put it more into a customized situation for what they want to accomplish. Ohio is a very forward-thinking jurisdiction. Ohio? Washington Oh, <laughs> it's very flat. The mic was high. You have to be forward thinking because it's flat, and you have to see way out there. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Ohio. <laughs> Shut up, Larry. It, no one has the correct answer, but Jack, you said in your travels, you've seen it in Europe. It, masonry around the world all have basic issues. There are a couple of areas that do not. One is the Philippines. The other is Brazil and South America because masonry is viewed differently than it is in the uh, North American and Canadian area. How so? I have to give a hats off to Prince Hall because they set an expectation that is much different than what we do. First of all, the cost to become a Mason in Prince Hall is anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 a year. When you're putting that type of money down, it's a serious commitment. But I we can't have, do that. I'm on a fixed income. I can't. And I understand that. <laughs> but they put a commodity price on it. We have one lodge, uh, ancient Baltimore. The initiation fee is $1,200. So if you put a, a price tag on something that's desirable, then people are going to be more serious about it. And you can put the expectations down as to what is expected of them. Let me ask you a question. When you were going through to become a Master Mason, and I don't know if you had to learn catechism 
of the each of the degrees as to what was performed and an explanation of it. But back in the 60s and 70s, quite frankly, you did a catechism class every night of the week so that you were becoming a master mason in three months or less. Now we're finding that we're stretching out degrees, and that's not good either because men lose interest. It's not exactly answering the question as to what do we need to do to get men to get into the elected chairs of the lodge to lead. I think we have a more critical problem, quite frankly, in getting our members to come to lodge and getting them involved and understanding what we're all about. And I don't think it's a generational thing. I really don't. Mark, you, you've heard uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier was about the fact that once they're elevated to the degree of a master mason, they don't come back. Yes. You heard the story about the mice in the lodge, haven't you? Uh, anyway, Tell my, us the mice story in the lodge? Tell, Tell us the story. story. Well, it was, this was downtown Lancaster, and the lodge was beset by a whole lot of mice and rodents. It was really bad. Well, the lodge officers had a meeting, had a good meeting, and they it, actually they, they didn't come to a conclusion of what they could do to get rid of these mice. So basically, they said, "Hey, man, we'll bring in a we'll bring in someone that will rodent control, whatever they call those people." Uh, someone said, "Well, let's use fancy mouse traps. We don't want to kill them. We want to put them out in the fields." The other one said, uh, "Why don't we just use a BB gun and just sit here and wait for them?" And, well, they didn't come to any conclusion. They adjourned the lodge for the night. In a month and a half, they come back for a lodge meeting. The mice are gone. I said, "What happened to the mice?" The worshipful master said, "I took care of it." I elevated to I elevated the mice to the degree of a master mason, and they didn't come back. <laughs> it's a funny story if Larry didn't tell it. <laughs> okay. I will tell you something. Uh, when you got an appointment into the line, the way it was done in Amicable St. John's, the worship master that appointed you into the line. You were his responsibility for eight years. He was with you all eight years. I like that. Helping you and doing whatever is necessary. And what happens is you develop a very close relationship. Jack, you remember Murray Lilly. Sure. He was my Masonic father. Mm -hmm. And the man was more of a brother than blood to me. You need to have a mentor. You need to have someone that's going to be there to beat you up when necessary, to give you a compliment once in a while, and also to whisper kind counsel in your ear when necessary. Yeah, and I, d I don't think there's enough of, of that. Um, it, it's kind of plop them in the line and give them a book and make them learn it. That's well, but I think, I, I, think, you I think with all due respect, though, there are examples some strong examples even in the state of pennsylvania where that's happening maybe two no there's more than two <laughs> um it is sporadic 
it is needed to be better. But I think to assume that we're just throwing people in line to throw people in line everywhere is it's not accurate. Um, I know of lodges in I know certainly in my district, I know lodges in your your district. I mean, in your effort of, as you said, while you may have a short path to the east, there are still some proficient, a lot of proficiency requirements. Yeah, you still have to know the work. Josh, yeah. who is senior warden in his lodge, um, there is a tremendous amount of memorization. Um, oh, yeah. There is a commitment, at least on behalf of some of the past masters, uh, to see that the lodge continues on and that these proficiencies continue doesn't mean mm-hmm. we're not frustrated that it's not better. I just don't think we spend enough time talking about what what the man gets out of being in the East. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I just think it's it's an opportunity that you're just not going to get everywhere. Um, you know, it, it's it's the regular guy has the chance to be the, the CEO for a year and that that comes with all kinds of responsibilities and opportunities and mm-hmm. i honestly just think we we just whine and moan about oh this guy's being a jerk and i can't get anybody to help with this and 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 while all that's true <laughs> it, it there's there's something that comes from it as a result of it that that you you grow as a human being you grow as a person i know I've experienced it. Well, let's let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll see if we can solve the rest of the problems before we wrap up. Nice. All the rest of the problems in Freemasonry. Uh, we'll be right back. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. Hey, uh, Masonic Late listeners, welcome back. Uh, this is Pete. Uh, I just want to take a quick minute to say how much we love our Patreons. Uh, these are the, lo- uh, the loyal super fans that contribute on a monthly basis to help keep the lights on here at Studio 665. Our expenses here are not a ton, but there is some overhead uh, with studio rent, high speed internet. Um, keeping Larry in bathroom water. (laughs) (laughs) Diuretics. Yeah, so we do have some expenses, but you could become a sponsor for as little as $1 per month. If you go to patreon.com slash Podcast, we have three different levels. The Ender Apprentice level is $1, 
fellow craft of five, and the master mason level of 13. Uh, so if you love Masonic Lake podcasts... And, and just so you know... We are all members at the $13 level, so we're. it costs us money to do this every month. Yes, so. but I would love just to get $1. $1. Absolutely. Just $1. one. Yeah, so if you love us as much as one cup of coffee. A half a cup of coffee. Half okay. Cup. Have, or, you, have you bought coffee lately? Okay, if you love us as much as a Starbucks cup of coffee, <laughs> then you get a fellow craft. You said it's a fellow craft. <laughs> but if you get diner coffee or you have a, a pod in your kitchen, okay. that's a buck. All right. So help us out. And if you, know, if you are swimming in money and you're very uh, generous, we won't turn down $13 either. But um, you can visit us at, Mason- at patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, for more information, or if you want to do a sponsorship for a lodge or the Grand Lodge of Maryland, if they wanted to buy a sponsorship, what? Uh, just email MasonicLightPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Boom. All right, Larry. Or Jack, bring Larry. us back. Did with you the just winter. call me Larry? He did. Oh, oh my he did. God. Oh. Mark, right. um, the right, or I guess it's not right worshipful in Maryland, so it's the most worshipful, most worshipful grand, senior warden. Grand no, senior not, no, 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 no. No? Right worshipful is the actual title. Semi-worshipful? Is that what you said? <laughs> I'm genuflecting. Uh, uh, yes. Mark, um, yes. One, of your, um, one of your charges this year is membership retention. So yes. please tell us a little bit about that. Uh in August of last year, the Grand Master or Deputy Grand Master at that time decided that he wanted to take and have the senior and junior Grand Wardens take an active role and come up with certain things that could benefit the craft. The junior Grand Warden was given the role of working with attracting members. I was given the charge to get membership retention, bringing brothers back. So we decided to do a couple things differently that have never been done before. There are 23 counties in Maryland, and I chose a past master or worship master in each of the counties to be part of this committee. And I said to them, listen, you're only going to meet once a month. You're not going to have to drive. You're not going to get donuts. <laughs> what you are going to do is you're going to have dinner with your family. And the last Friday of each month from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, we're going to have a video meeting. And we're going to be addressing membership retention. Well, that has grown from 23 to 44 that we have attending our sessions each month. And it's very, very proactive, and it's been very, very fruitful. Nice. We looked at what happens to members, members that get their Master Mason degree and leave, members that have been Master Masons for five or ten years and then disappear. We look at people that have been suspended for non-payment of dues. And we wanted to come up with programs that could be used by the lodges that, first of all, would not cost money, but second of all, would be able to work to bring members back into lodge 
that haven't been to Lodge in quite a while. So one of the first things that we did is we decided to come up with a survey and we chose 10 lodges and we asked each of the 10 lodges to come up with 10 brothers that they would like to be able to reach out to and find out why they haven't come to lodge what will we need to do better and what could we do to have them come back to lodge so we came up with a survey that was a snail mail document type one page 13 questions we also did an electronic email for those that had email addresses this has been a beta test we just started it in july and we're starting to get feedback from the 10 that are doing it and i can tell you that Right now, we're starting to see some pretty interesting results in that we've been able to bring non-payment of dues brothers back. We've been able to get brothers that haven't been around coming back. And one of the things that we have found is because they lost contact with the lodge and huh. they didn't think anybody cared. I believe that. It's something that really has helped out with this. And we have two brothers that have taken it upon themselves to call those brothers that have their Masonic birthday each month mm -hmm. and just call them to say hello, just want to wish you a happy birthday, see how things are going, and that's it. Just want to say hello, and by the way, here are a couple things that are going on with the Lodge. That is starting to work certain things that we're supposed to do that we don't do very well is when brothers are sick and visiting the brothers. Oh, yeah. We're very... We don't do a good job with that. Another area is actual charity to our own. And that's a big area that people hit rough times and they don't know how to reach out and we claim that we're a charitable oriented organization. Yeah, we are for everybody else, especially for children with all of the collateral bodies. Mm -hmm. But for charity for our own brothers, no. Mm -hmm. And that's another area that we're working with. The biggest problem you have with membership retention is you have 44 guys wanting to do 44 different things at the same time. Having the meeting last for one hour, and I control it, is we stay focused on one thing and get it accomplished and then move on to the next thing. Did you hear that, Senior Warden Josh? One hour. I did. All right. That's 30 minutes to open. 20 minutes to close and 10 minutes of meeting. So that'll be. So, yeah, Mark, the one thing I found most interesting is um, when you guys actually reached out to the people that aren't coming around because yes. for years, we all, all of us sit here and talk about what could we do to get these guys to come back. But we're the masochists that we go, no matter how bad lodge is, we, we just, we're the ones that keep going. <laughs> We're not the right ones to ask. Right. It's no. ask the ones that don't come back anymore. 
Yeah. That is correct. What kind of response so, rate are you getting on those surveys? Like a Rusty Neal degree, which I think you are familiar with. Yes. No. It's a great right. way to bring in men that haven't been to large because they forgot how to give the passwords for the various degrees. They forget how to do the do garden side. So uh, can, can we elaborate on the Rusty Nail thing? A little yeah, bit? a lot of the, um, I, I know because I've seen them in Delaware, but some of the, the pe- we don't really do them in Pennsylvania, Mark, so maybe you could explain it a little bit better for our listeners. A Rusty Nail degree is you send out an invitation to brothers that have not been to Lodge in a long time. And you simply say, we are inviting you to participate in a degree and wish to recognize you. And don't worry about uh, anything Masonic. We're going to take care of all of it. And what the Rusty Neal degree is, and I have a couple uh, from Massachusetts, Maine, and Ohio, uh, is basically it re-explains the three degrees, the do guards and signs and passwords. And you give them a certificate afterwards, having accomplished the rusty nail degree. Another thing that can be done is to be able to do things that are not Masonic in nature that can bring in men and women. Now, you know what a festive board is. Yes. What you don't know is what an Adam's rib is. I, I've seen um, them do that up in um, in Massachusetts, um, Feast of Adam's Rib, but I've never been to one. Well, Adam's rib is where you have the eight toasts that are given, but it's a little different in the men, the various stations. You have a man give a toast, and a woman gives a counter toast. And then the woman gives a toast and the man gives a counter toast with all of the uh, ceremony that's done with a table lodge, with the vavat, 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 and all that good stuff. Hmm. And I will tell you, although you do not have wine available to you in Pennsylvania... If you can get permission to do an Adam's rib, which is a non-Masonic function allowing women in, you can then do a wine full military table lodge the way it's supposed to be done. And those that don't want to partake don't have to. They can have juice or cider. But I will tell you, the women get into it. They have a ball. And it's another excuse for them for inviting men that are members and men that are not Masons with their respective others to come and have a great time. All right. All all outstanding ideas. Mark, there's a a very serious question that I need to ask you personally, because I've I've known you for a very long time. And you are the, the first Grand Lodge officer that I've ever known who actually lost weight while being in the Grand Line. So I'd like to know how you did that. For you folks without the camera, he's laughing. <laughs> Mark, you've dropped probably 100 pounds since I, since I met you. 
Huh? Do you want an honest answer on this one? Sure. What the okay. hell? Okay. Uh, you know that in the month of January, we're out virtually every night every going yeah. to installation. Yeah. And in my travels, I managed to mess up my medicines. <laughs> so I had my sugars go crazy, and I got with my doctor, and we had to reformulate the uh, medicines. And because of that, I started losing weight. Nice. True story. True All right. story. Well, now it's very similar. People, I, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost 140 pounds over five years. Wow. And people are like, oh, what, what, what are you doing to what lose all the weight? What diet are you on? Uh, so I'm on the chemo diet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> cancer is a hell of a diet. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's oh, it just brings it. Just, I love being dark, having dark humor. It just <laughs> really puts somebody in their spot for not minding their own business. <laughs> uh, oh, well. You um, mean not to get on your bad side. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, you don't want to do that. He runs about 16 websites, and he's just like 10,000 followers. So, yeah, you just don't wow. want to do that. So, um, like 40,000. 40,000. Okay. Oh, 40,000. And growing. 40,000. 40, um, so, anyway, um, all right. Last thoughts uh, on Brother Mark before we um, degenerate into uh, news and chickens and all that kind of stuff. Any, uh, any other questions? What's going on in Maryland? No? Uh, what, I have one question. What, what, Pennsylvania's older than Massachusetts. Don't start with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Massachusetts. It's older than Pennsylvania. Get it right. Our producer just went you out. What? 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 You guys probably think hot dogs are red too. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. <laughs> um, so what? Did, what did you think? Find was the biggest surprise when you when you jumped in the grand line? What was something that? Um, kind of completely blindsided you either a problem or a good thing that you just didn't expect that's a very interesting question he's a very interesting guy you have to understand that Maryland believe it or not is a southern state and they are you know, <laughs> the parts of Pennsylvania it's southerner than here actually uh being from Massachusetts and having my accent, plus a few other other extraneous things, traveling around the state, there are different demographics and different personalities. Oh, yeah. That people are shocked to find out that I'm actually a human being. And, yeah, I talk funny, too. Uh, <laughs> I've had to walk a very tight uh, line because not only am I representing my lodge, but I'm also, and uh, I'll be quite frank about this, I'm also representing my faith. And a lot of people feel that Masonry is a Christian organization, and it's not. Yeah, that whole Solomon thing, you know. I've been trying to do is I have friends that are of the Muslim faith that I desperately want to bring in, but they're afraid of the backlash to it. We have been pushing diversification, and my lodge is extremely diversified. 
Hmm. We have people that want to go back to the old way of doing things. And trying to enlighten people that if we do the same thing that we've been doing, getting the same results that we have gotten, you're not going to get anywhere and you're going to die. Already and then. I saw the funerals away from that, really. I think, right. honestly. Uh, I, I yeah, we, we've we've talked here a, a lot about how things are changing in masonry, and and unfortunately, there's there's you know there's always that that sort of um, those those people are are just never going to altogether go away, and you just kind of have to work no, around them. What you're doing here with the podcast, with the things that you do, uh, the friend to friend program came from the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we use it to this day. Uh, there are the fellowship between ASJ and Ephrata has been something that both lodges have cherished, and we actively work to keep going because it's so much enjoyment. Yeah, it's awesome. Lodge in the Woods is another phenomenal experience for those that are of the scouting background. So there's a lot of things to do. The biggest thing that you do with your mentoring program and we need to really push on is there's more than to masonry than your own lodge. Right. You need to visit other lodges. You're not visiting people that you don't know. You have you're visiting people you have not met before. Oh, I like that. There's a chance to develop friendships. The collateral bodies. Does anybody have any idea how much charity we contribute on a daily basis? Six, a lot. Six million dollars or something like that. Two and a half million dollars a day. Yeah. Wow. A day. Now that's the tall theaters, that's the York Rite, the shrine, that's the hospitals, everybody. everything geared towards children. Don't have to be a Mason. Don't need to know a Mason. You need to have a child in need, and we take care of the rest. Yep. All right. Well, Mark, we uh, we just want to thank you very much for being with us tonight. Um, My pleasure. We uh, we look forward to seeing you at Lodge in the Woods and sharing a uh, sharing a fabulous steak dinner and a a, a, a wonderful evening under the stars. Um, I don't think table is there a cigar session at the section at that. I I don't think there are cigars at a scout camp. I I don't think that's we have to look into that. No, No, we've never had really no. No, you have to talk to Jay Laser. He knows where the secret cigar smoking is. Well, Since there's kids, you should start with Chew. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, but Mark, thanks again for uh, for being with us. I and take just, uh, it's been a ball. Thank you ever so much. You're you're welcome to hang around while we uh, close this mess up. So please uh, go right ahead. I'm right. on mute. So uh, we want. Uh, what do we have next? Got a uh, break, Josh? Uh, just what we got coming up. Quick, we got some news. Quick break, and then news, and then uh, some sort of a right. fun thing, and then chickens. Are we uh, out of Michelle and out of Jim? 
I think we just cut. Do we have, do we have segments? Uh, we have Jim Jim Stevens segments. Yeah. We have segments. We haven't received right, well, any. We got let's, segments. We're, we're going to take break, some penicillin have and a we'll segment. fix it. I'm going to write a segment. We're going to have a segment. It's time for the Lodge Business Brief with Brother Jim Stevens. Well, again, Masonic Light Podcast listeners, this is Jim Stevens with another Lodge Business Brief. At work, we have all sat through dreadful meetings. They seem to drag on forever, and nothing gets accomplished. If care is not taken, this can happen to our lodge meetings. There are a number of causes of a bad meeting, but one is not staying on topic. Tangents pop up all the time, and many times they are healthy. The stories we share with each other help to create a bond and add comic relief to an otherwise dry meeting. But they can quickly become unhealthy, distracting, and take over a good meeting. Avoiding excess tangents and keeping a meeting on track is part science and part art. The first science part, or at least the rule part, of how to keep the meeting on task is to set time limits for the discussion of each topic. Time limits present their own guide rails and ensure that everyone speaks concisely and on topic. Everyone will appreciate the fact that you are respecting their time by not allowing the discussion to drag on. Another way is to actively encourage everyone to call out a tangent by name if they feel it has gone on too long. Everyone should feel empowered to say tangent without any form of reprisal. Once a tangent is called, the chair of the meeting should bring the group back to topic and move on. There should be no further discussion of the identified tangent. And now the art part, or at least the soft people skills part. If one or two people are the regular cause of the tangents, the leader of the group should have a side conversation away from the meeting. Do not do it in the meeting, nor in front of anyone else. Express to them the importance of staying on topic and inside the stated time frame. Ask them to help you in doing that by staying on topic. Regular tangents could also be an indicator that one or more of the members are not engaged in the group's topic. If this is the case, the group leader should talk to them in private to see if their energies would be best focused on the different meeting. How a leader starts a meeting also has an impact on the amount of tangents followed during the discussions. The longer it takes for a meeting to get started, the more side conversations that will begin. The group will want to finish those conversations even if that means doing so during the meeting. Starting on time will minimize the amount of continued discussions. Additional methods of having productive meetings can be found in my book, Lodge Business, the theoretical application of entrepreneurial business practices to Blue Lodge, available on Amazon. This is Jim Stevens with your Lodge Business Brief. Good news, everyone! Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. In Masonic News today, it has been reported that at a recent fire at Beach Grove Lodge number 694 in Indianapolis, Indiana, has destroyed the chair in which then-President Harry Truman sat after sneaking off to a lodge meeting while campaigning in the area. The Grand Lodge of Indiana has issued an edict that henceforth any prominent visitor is to have a plaster cast made of his behind to prevent such tragedies from destroying valuable Masonic relics such as this. Other Grand Lodges are expected to issue similar rulings. That's the Masonic news. So mote it was. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. 
Uh, Tim, okay. what do you have coming up? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you have coming up? <clears throat> that was a quick transition. Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, upcoming uh, after this uh, is released, um, actually, believe it or not, our first lodge notice of the fall goes out the day this podcast is made live, which is hard to believe. Um, we're actually a first Monday of the month uh, lodge, so um, we will meet actually on Tuesday uh, following Labor Day. And uh, so we have that coming up. Um, just a reminder that on September the 21st is Autumn Days at the Masonic Villages. Um, I will be there along with a bunch of other Masons from across Pennsylvania. I'll let Jack uh, talk a little bit more about the pumpkin roll. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. Um, the District 3 Lovell is coming up on September the 25th. Uh, you can check the District 3 website for that information. And that's what I've got coming up Masonically in the next few weeks. Larry, doing anything? No. Good. <laughs> um, Tomorrow morning you're going to breakfast. Um, I'm just looking forward to uh, counting down the next few months so I can get out of the East in Tall Cedars and AMD. Um, and then I have to wait till April to be out of the East and council that I can be retired man. And just retire to Rose Croix and just get old. Um, I did do uh, one other thing I, I did the other day. I took three brothers to their first D-Malay meeting. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, um, my wife and I, we help out and mentor some kids, or one child, but he's one-fifth of quintuplets. Three boys, two girls. So, uh, wow, three 12-year-old boys in the backseat of your car. I am not prepared for that. But wow. You gonna take the uh, girls to their first uh, Job's daughters? Uh? No, they're they're. I it was a hard enough sell for the three boys. I can't. I couldn't get the girls to. So. Okay. Josh, you got something Hello. big coming up. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'll be uh, serving as well, filling in as worshipful master for our upcoming stated meeting. But uh, and the date of that is uh, September third. Ooh. Ah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's, that's, that's not same, good. Same that as your. Uh, well, I'm your free. I will make an appearance. Yeah. I, I kind of have to show up at mine. So, oh, okay. yeah. secretary. Yeah. I also got to do uh, school of instruction. I, I'm going to have to learn the second degree for school of instruction to be able to exemplify it as worshipful master. There you go. Uh, and uh, I also have to do the examination of a visitor. So. Jack, anything exciting? Uh, Well, I think I did my uh, what's coming up at the beginning. So Lodge in the Woods, uh, September 18th. That's Wednesday. Go to eventbrite.com and search for Lodge in the Woods 2019. And you can get your tickets online. They are $30 um, plus a small fee for Eventbrite. That includes a a lovely steak dinner that Mark was uh, raving about little bit ago and uh just a good time out in the woods in a scout camp environment um it's business casual uh scout uniform if you could still fit into it uh that's that's kind of what i've got going on mark if uh, your microphone's still alive you're welcome to chime in what do you have coming up in the next couple weeks in maryland i'm getting now i'm getting the interference call he's done all right he threw his microphone away <laughs> He's, he's had enough. I lost my mouse. 
he still has any more, we have to pay him. All right. So, Larry, take us out of here. Yeah. Okay. Cue those chickens. Hey, everybody. Special thanks to Effort Lodge 665. Moyer, if you're listening, I said 665. 600 and. There doesn't need to be an and in there. Yes. He's crazy. He's crazy. Well, special thanks to Everett Lodge 665 for making the studio available. Our special thanks also to our producer, Josh, for making the show extremely listenable and the great work he's been doing. Our news director, Jack Harley, thanks here. Thanks for being here, and we're always glad to see you. Our marketing director, Tim Dedman. Also to Michelle Snyder and James Stevens, who are frequent Masonic Light Podcast contributors. The other day I was driving home. That won't make it on the air, so thanks for listening to Masonic Light Podcast. This is Larry speaking. Uh Mark, thank you so much. I didn't know if that was a fly or not. This is Tim. Bye, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm Jack, I guess. Good night. And have a pleasant tomorrow.